I had a egg two days ago, and my shits have been weird since. <laughs> yeah, like my <laughs> my butt's been pretty angry at me the last few days, and I think it's because I made a tuna casserole. Oh, no. And, no, here's the stupid part. Uh, I put in some mayonnaise in it. Fuck. Uh, that was definitely, like, just a little expired. Shit. That I was like, whatever, my tummy's really strong. No, it isn't. But also, the other the other part, um, I had bought cheese for it and forgot to put it in the fridge. So, like, five hours later, I was like, oh, it's pretty warm, but it's probably fine. <laughs> and, hey, guys, I don't think it was fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Anyway, that's why I left so fast when we were talking last night, Wes. <laughs> it just becomes so weird when you get older. It's just like, why am I pooping like this? And you have to like investigate, like go back. What have I eaten? Maybe I should go a bit lighter on the bread, which I will never do. <laughs> you can't make us. No, God, I love croissants. And I didn't, like I hadn't tried a Tim Hortons croissant, like, until very, very recently, because I was like, oh, they don't look right. They don't look buttery enough. They're not bad. They're pretty good. And they're, they've they got a crisp outside. And so I'm like, oh, I'm into that, actually. Because I get the Safeway ones, which are, like, soft all around, which I like. I like them. <laughs> 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 this podcast is stupid. I forgot. First of all, just some news. I forgot my notes at home. I forgot my debit card at home. So we're having a good morning. Yeah. Evening. What? Afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was morning when we started this adventure. It's true. Yeah. Other than that, it's been good. But we both forgot somewhat major things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going home at all. And my glitter is falling off my face. But. God. How could this happen to me? Yeah. But. Positive side, I remembered my debit and my credit card, and brag, yeah, brag, and I we can, my notes. <laughs> well, <laughs> and we can stop by Sephora after this and get more glitter. So it's like everything's gonna be okay, but it's one of those really, really annoying days. <laughs> uh, yeah, my name is Melissa. My name is Barbara, and this is I, I forgot. forgot this week. I forgot. The notes to my movie and also the name of my movie. So let me just look it up real quick. Creature from the Haunted Sea. Of the Haunted Sea. One of those. Uh, Creature from the Haunted Sea. You were first You were first the right time. Was. This was a pretty funny movie. I found it really hard to follow at the beginning just because it was a little ridiculous. But then the further it went on, I was like, okay, it's ridiculous, but I actually know what's happening now. <laughs> because you don't have your notes, I am going to open up the IMDb page. Okay. Only because, well, first of all, I want to do a dramatic reading of that one-star review. Oh, yeah. But also, um, also there are a ton of quotes with no context on the page, and it's the funniest fucking thing I've ever read. <laughs> yeah, they say some pretty weird things in there. Pathetically Awful by Black Rose 0997. I really never heard of this movie until I bought Horror Classics from Walmart, which is basically 50 supposed horror classics in one set. One thing is certain. This is not a horror movie, and it shouldn't be in a set of horror movie classics either. Like what I said, stated above, this movie isn't a horror movie at all. It's just a pathetic, poorly acted, and directed wannabe comedy. The chase scene at the beginning was the only thing I thought was good. After that scene was over, it just became boring with each passing minute. 
It was also annoying towards the end where the characters just started to pop in. Reading other reviews on the site, I can understand why the film was not meant to be taken seriously, but still, it was so awful. <laughs> it definitely is not a horror movie, and it is listed as a comedy horror. Because mm. there's, I mean, there's some horrific things happening, but you're never really scared. It's like a self-aware B-movie. Yeah. yeah. It's incredibly self-aware. Like, that chase scene is also awful. Um because it's so cheesy like my first notes are like this movie is so so cheesy and it's like yeah a guy shoots another guy and then everyone chases that guy the guy goes into an alleyway reads a note in his pocket that has like a name and an address on it and then eats the note and puts on a mustache (laughs) okay (laughs) and then goes to the address and sees a girl at the bar uh, uh, playing chess in the bar <laughs> and goes to sit down next to her and is talking to her a bit. Uh, he uh, he then tries to order a bottle of wine, but very specific on the date. And uh, then the girl stops and says, no, actually, this date is better. And then the bartender's like, yeah, we don't have either of those. Do you want this thing? And they're like, no, no, never mind anyway. Then, then just give us whatever it is, like scotch on the rocks. And then they're like, the guy goes like, I just had to make sure you were so-and-so. Are you XK, Agent XK120? And she's like, yes, you're XK150. And he's like, yeah. And so then they know they're spies. Uh, oh, okay. The quote from this isn't as funny as I remember. But Agent XK120, do you play? Sparks Moran? I never work if I can help it. I meant chess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sparks Moran is like, I guess the main character he's sort of the narrator and he's doing the spying on this ship so okay this movie takes place in cuba during the revolution Mm -hmm. so the old guard is leaving and trying to loot all the gold they can and um fidel castro is coming in and trying to stop that from happening like his armies are like don't don't steal all this gold Mm -hmm. (laughs) so anyway we come after that they're talking so he's going on some sort of mission i don't remember what they're saying but i do understand what the mission is later so i'll explain it (laughs) i'll explain it now this guy is talking to all these old like cuban officials they're still in all their military garb but they're definitely like they're they're essentially gonna be like found and killed or whatever so they're getting out of there and they're like hey yeah we know your casino got shut down uh and you're headed back to america and we think that's the perfect opportunity for you to smuggle all this like gold in for us they've got this big trunk of gold and he's like yeah sounds good and they like make a deal the guy he's talking to says something about he tries to talk to some of the army officials and he's like yeah no, no they don't speak any english and he's like oh, okay whatever so they make this deal and all the army guys are going to come with him on his boat and they're going to go to wherever they had planned to go i don't think it was actually america i think they were going to drop the gold off somewhere else first but when they get on the boat he's talking to his girlfriend um i believe her name is mary bell and he's like yeah we got all this loot now all we have to do is get rid of about half of these cubans before they figure out what's happening because he's got a plan but they need to they need to kill some cubans first (laughs) wish you wouldn't in this case they're all they're all soldiers protecting stolen gold so i don't know oh maybe yeah who knows i am not an authority on this subject (laughs) but i still don't think you should murder 
Um, anyway, and then you meet some of the other characters because they're being narrated. They're giving like a voiceover and a narration about who they are from, um, what's his name? Sparks Malone or something? Sparks Moran. Sparks Moran, uh, the secret agent who is also in their crew spying on them very poorly. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so he does a little voiceover and there's one guy whose name I forget, but he makes a lot of animal noises. There's another guy called like Smiley Jack or something like that, who is Maribel's brother. There's Maribel, who is definitely a career criminal and definitely likes it. But the whole <laughs> the whole time, the spy keeps coming up to Maribel and being like, I love you and we should get you out of this this life. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm perfectly happy here. Mm. And like, stop talking to me. And he does this to her like a few times. And eventually she, she ends up pushing him in the water. But that's much later. Uh, is the guy who makes animal noises Pete Peterson? Probably, yeah. Okay, I have a fact about the actor. Okay. Um, whose name is Beach Dickerson. <laughs> uh, and he only agreed to take the role if he could name his own character. So he chose Pete Peterson to fulfill his lifelong dream of being called something normal for a fucking second. <laughs> yeah, he also makes animal noises, but it's just him, like, opening his mouth and then they play an actual animal <laughs> noise So. And then the main bad guy's name is... Probably Lorenzo, but they call him Renzo. And uh, so him and Maribel are an item. And they're criminals together. Fun. They're all murderers, too. It makes a mention of that, but keeps saying, like, Maribel is only there because she, she's a victim of circumstance. Okay. Um, but Maribel does Women not think that. Murders. Yeah. <laughs> Maribel is definitely like, no, I'm I'm pretty happy with my <laughs> criminal career lifestyle. So made my choice. Yeah. Uh, and then I brought my brother into it because, you know, <laughs> the baddie crew is trying to figure out how to kill off these Cubans. And they're like, but get them in a way so that they're distracted so they don't really understand what's happening. And he's like, I heard about this one Cuban guy, Hemingway, who got obsessed with a monster and started just following it around trying to hunt it. And <laughs> they're like, I think we can do that. I think we can make like a sea creature and get them like real spooked. Which, yeah, it definitely makes sense. <laughs> you need some reason to have a sea monster. So, um, But as they're talking, the spy is listening through the door and he's like, oh, I can't really hear anything. And then someone like they're talking about how they have to divert where they're going. One of them suggests Bali and then they all yell Bali at once, except for Renzo, who's like, we're not going to Bali. So the spy just hears Bali. So he runs into his little his little bunker with his spy gear and he sends a message saying we're definitely going to Bali. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so they come up with this idea that they're going to create a sea creature using like a plunger and some like hand rakes. Sure. Yeah. So the the rakes are going to make the um, scratches so it looks like a sea monster and then the feet are going to be the plunger. <laughs> so like footprints. Yeah. Um, so they go and they kill one of the crew members and you know stage it all up and then Renzo goes to Pete and he's like okay wait one minute and then like sound the alarm that something's happened and so they the other two Renzo and um Smiley run off and he waits but as he's waiting a real sea monster comes up onto the boat <laughs> and kills another crew member <laughs> and then like disappears <laughs> and they sound the alarm or whatever and everyone's freaking out and they're like <laughs> Renzo's convincing them that it's like no it's definitely a sea monster and the guy who speaks English who isn't the 
most senior person is laughing at that. And he's like, you think we believe it? And then the, his boss is like, what's he saying? He's like, he thinks it's a sea monster. And he's like, yeah, no, I agree with that. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then, like, anyway, they're convinced there's a sea monster. And um, all the Cuban military guys go. And then Lorenzo's like, you guys are getting sloppy. I said to only kill one person. And Pete's like, I thought we did only kill one person. Like, I don't know. Why is there a second? And you can tell there's confusion with them as well. But Renzo just thinks one of them was being dumb because they are kind of dumb. Supposed to be pretty dumb characters. <laughs> but anyway, they continue on their merry way. Uh, but they convince him that they have to divert where they're going. And he's like, we should go to Puerto Rico because blah, blah, blah. I'm an American. And that'll work out for us and so they sort of agree to that start heading towards puerto rico i'm gonna think on next what happens a bit if you've got a fact all right um okay um although this island is set in the caribbean the only haunted sea is the pacific which is plagued by spirits of feet and very pissed off salmon yeah feet spirits i know about them there's a middle part i'm not quite remembering but definitely uh, the spy comes up to Mary Bell at this point and is like, oh, no. OK, first of all, Mary Bell is like sunbathing out on the top of the boat. And um, of course she is. Yeah. The Cuban, the two higher officials come by and the guy who doesn't speak English is like really hitting on her. And so the guy's translating for for him. And he's like, you know, he's saying you're so beautiful. And she's like, oh, well, ask him to leave me the hell alone. And... <laughs> The guy translates back, but he's like, uh, she's receptive. And he says something else. And so the guy says another flirty thing to her. And she's like, tell him to take a long walk into the ocean. <laughs> and like stuff like that. And then eventually he's trying to touch her. And she's like hitting him because he thinks that she's rece receptive to this. And she's not. She's like, get the hell out of here. And like they go. And then the spy comes over and tries to do a similar thing. He's like, I, I'm in love with you and you're like so beautiful and you should just get out of this life. I'm going to save you from this life. And she's like, no, I quite like being a criminal. I don't know who you are, but uh, get lost. I feel like I probably don't agree with her politics, but I love her. Yeah, like there's a lot about her that I'm like, oh, yeah, no, you're a bad person. But I love how she speaks to people. Yeah, so I think they're coming close to Puerto Rico and they see a boat in the distance. And someone's like, oh, it's Puerto Rico Coast Guard. And Renzo would be like, yeah, you'd think that. But actually, those are um, Cuban guys on the other side of you and they're trying to come find your gold. So let's figure that out. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so he gets all of them to hide underneath and all the white crew comes up to just be prepared. And he's like, okay, everyone get your guns ready. And the spy's like, oh, I don't have a gun. He goes, Mary Bell, give him one of your guns. And she's like, no. And he's like, give him one of your guns. <laughs> so she gives him a gun. Um, he's sitting there pretending to like fish over the side. And the Cuban guys come up and they're like, hey, you guys, we're looking for this gold. You're sort of fitting the report. Like, what's up? And he's like, well, you can tell we're just American tourists on like a, a, pleasure, um, a pleasure float. Whatever. You guys know what I talk Pleasure about. float. You guys know what I mean. Yeah. Um, like at Pride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're like, yeah, but we're going to... Okay, first I forgot to mention this. He asked Mary Bell to start singing. And so she's singing the whole time, trying to, I guess, distract them in some way. Anyway, so these keeping officials... That's not how sirens work. Yeah, well, it didn't work. <laughs> um, 
What is they're like, yeah, no, we have to actually search your boat. And he's like, no, we're all up here. And they're like, no, there's more, there's more to a boat than what meets the eye. So they're coming aboard to have transformer. A, yeah, they're coming aboard to have a look, and you can hear the narration, like the inner monologue of um, the spy being like, oh, they were coming aboard, and I knew what I had to do because I knew like they were gonna die if I didn't do this. He's like, I had to stun them with the fish, and I he what because so he, he was fishing, so he had a fish, and he. Picks it up quick and turns around and like slaps someone with it, but <laughs> it's Renzo and he hits him in the chest and he's like, "What are you doing?" and pushes it down and then shoots the the guys who are coming aboard. Oh, when you said stun them, I was picturing like he's like picks up an eel. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very good. Anyway, yeah, and the cute kills the guys coming aboard and everything's settling down and the spy goes back up to Mary Bell and is like. You have a beautiful singing voice. You could be a star. And it's like, we have to get you out of this life. And she's like, get out of my Everyone face. Everyone leave her alone. She made yeah. her choice. Yeah. And her singing comes in handy for her life of crime. Yes. But yeah, other stuff happens in here. Um, I can't remember what, but the boat starts to sink. And so they all get out on a couple of different lifeboats. And the gold's on one. And like, okay, they have a big trunk of gold and it's definitely not gold because it's super light. So maybe it's something else, but I, I thought it was gold. But so they've come up with a plan that all the like white baddies are going to be on a boat and they're going to have the gold with them. And they're going to, um, just before they get to shore, so it's like deep enough that you need a diving suit, but not so deep that they won't be able to find it. They're going to capsize their boat and like sort of hide the treasure down there sort of thing. They do that. As they're all exiting the boat, another one of the Cuban military guys gets eaten by the actual monster. Mm. <laughs> so they get to shore and they're like, oh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Renzo's all like, okay, like this is what we have to do. Smiley, you go over there and you rent a fishing boat and all a bunch of diving gear. Um, and Pete, you go search for, see if this island is inhabited. And uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. I know, it's good. And then he goes, Hey, can your to the military guy, he's like, Can your guys build us like some sort of like shelter while we're doing this, just in case? And he's like, Oh yeah, sure. And they're building like this big sort of like house made out of leaves. Mm. Very good. Um, him and Mary Bell are talking about how cunning and smart they are and his plan that he doesn't think the Cubans will want to dive. For some reason, I can't remember why, but he's like, they won't want to go in the water, so we'll just go there. We'll hide it somewhere, and we'll say, you know, it's lost. And then once they're gone, they'll go back and get it. Okay. Um, Let's just check in on Pete searching the island. Uh-oh. Pete searching the island, making some animal noises. All of a sudden, an animal noise ma gets made back to him. He's like, what? Is there an animal here? And he looks, and he sees a beautiful woman who is... Definitely twice his age, but a beautiful woman. <laughs> and he makes an animal noise, and she makes an animal noise back in the same way, where they just open their mouth in a noise. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I know this isn't going to end in them like fi finally finding each other. Two weird animal-human hybrids. Mm. But I would love it if this movie took a turn and became a romance between two animorphs. Yeah. And then they embrace. Oh, they do? <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we're back on the beach and Smiley's back with all the the gear. 
And the general's like, or whatever, is like, okay, everybody, like, suit up, let's go. And he's like, oh, I, your men are fine to swim. And he's like, oh, yeah, they're all, like, Cuban frogmen. And, like, a military thing, not actual frogmen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just so you guys know. <laughs> they're, they're not part frog. They're not part frog. It's just Pete and his new girlfriend that are part animal. Yeah. They come out from uh, from the woods and they're like, hey, who's this? <laughs> Fixing their hair. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, who's who's this? And he's like, uh, this is my, this is, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember her name. I'm not going to try. This is my bride. Yeah, essentially. And he's like, oh yeah? And he's like, yeah, we're married. And they're like, oh, okay. And like both <laughs> Renzo and uh, Maribel are like varying degrees of like, well, I'm happy for you. Because they're like, this is odd. Yeah. <laughs> this is odd. She's twice your age. You met her in a jungle and then for like 10 minutes ago now you're married okay she seems to speak in animal noises yeah no she speaks english as well sorry and then i think smiley comes back and he also has a woman on his boat i forget her name as well but he's like yeah we're in love i met her i met her here we're in love Hmm. and they're like what the hell is happening (laughs) uh real quick so if we can just step back for a minute can you give us a taste of the animal noise your best your best effort because all i'm picturing is a dolphin noise no, he does like bull noises. Um, but which one do they make back and forth to each other? I really want. I really want to envision this romance. I can't remember, but I want to say it's probably like monkey noises. Mm. The um, sexiest of noises. Yeah. Or like elephant noises. The least sexy of noises. Yeah. The scariest. The scariest screech. of noises. Um. Yeah, I really can't remember. And also, I'm not good at imitating. Do you want to take a guess? Do you want to make an animal noise? (laughs) Yeah. Could be something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to do the take Nataro. (laughs) Oh, that wasn't with you. That was with Mindy. I was showing her. Take Nataro has this special where she's like, knock, knock, it's take. No, I don't know if I've seen it, but I... Oh, she she went on tour and like played just house shows and stuff. Oh, yeah. But there's this one set where she keeps doing a clown noise and people keep la- like a clown horn noise. Yeah. And people keep laughing and then she just starts like nagging them for laughing and it's such a stupid thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. Oh, it's pretty odd. <laughs> so you're trying to do like a horn. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> like a squeak toy. <laughs> Um, everyone has a wife and they're going diving. So it's, um, is it all of them? It's Renzo for sure. And then I believe Pete and, uh, Smiley go with them and they wait. It's a lot of underwater scene for this movie. And I was like, where did you film this? Cause one time a turtle swims by <laughs> and I'm like, was it, it mustn't have been underwater. It must've been like an aquarium, but still. They filmed it in Puerto Rico. Did they? Yeah. But, like, un- the underwater scene is underwater in Puerto Rico? I don't know if it's underwater. I didn't see it, but... <laughs> They're definitely underwater. <laughs> um, anyway, they wait for one of the Cuban military men to get um, separated from the group and then kill him. Which, I'm like, you're in open water. Like, how are you going to s- sneakily kill a person? Um, they might actually kill two of the military guys. And then they surface and the the colonel is very scared. Like the monster, and is that how he talks? Uh, no, he talks ah. different. Ah. 
He talks normal. Do you want, do you want another fact? Yeah, sure. Oh, do you want a true fact? This one was really yeah. funny, so do it. It can stay on the podcast. The score for this film, which is written by Fred Katz, is used in six other movies because every time he was commissioned to write for this director, he would sell him the same music as if it was new. I love that. I know. <laughs> That's awesome. And the director just didn't... I don't know. Didn't check. <laughs> Why would you lie? <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, when they're back on land, I think there's a bit of an argument about something where they're a little confused about what's happening. And uh, Renzo sends Smiley's girlfriend off with uh, the aide, the spy, mm-hmm. and they go do something. And then she falls in Who's love with him. Who's the spy again? I'm lost. Sorry. His name is Sparks. Sparks Moran. Moran. And then there's another spy. Or have we not met them yet? No, the other spy we met at the beginning, but she's not involved. It was it's just like a check. Lady. Yeah. Okay. Oh, she. we don't see her again? You see her again on the phone because um, they wash up and then the spy goes looking for a payphone and he finds one that's like, finds one on a bunch of rocks and it sort of looks like a bunch of rocks. So he calls. <laughs> <laughs> it's a coconut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of rocks. He calls in. It's the payphone. So he's trying to make a call. And he's like, I need to call uh, this place and uh, talk to a girl there playing chess. And he's like, oh, and also I don't have enough money to complete this call. So can you just um, put charge it to my home phone? And that gives him the number. But he has to do everything in segments because the person he's speaking to doesn't speak English. So he's trying. He says it and then he says it again in Spanish. Mm. He's bad at Spanish. So he's like, he get it gets along, but it takes a while. Okay. He's talking to her. Does she answer on like a shoe phone or? No, she answers on a normal pay phone in oh. the in the bar, um, and she's they're talking to each other. But like the first little bit, they do that spy thing again, where he says something weird, and then she says something weird back, and they're like, oh, I just had to make sure it was you. As he's talking to her, like not very long in, this guy we don't know, just a random guy comes up. He's wearing sunglasses, and he stands really close to him, like smiling. <laughs> And so he's like, okay, like he talks to her and gets the information. He's like, okay, I got to go. Someone's waiting to use the phone and like hangs up and leaves. And the guy just goes on the phone. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) So it's not a secret spy phone. It's just that this pay phone looks like rocks. Yeah, no, it's just a regular pay phone. It's just uh, on rocks and looks like rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, like I thought spy phone at first too, but (laughs) apparently people know where it is. Yeah, so anyway, back to... Back to later. I forgot that was that was when they first crashed. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's hanging out with Smiley's girlfriend, and she's like, "No, I'm in love with you." And then they kiss. And he's like, oh, "Okay, this is pretty good." Yeah, all right. <laughs> and then when they're back all together, she tells Smiley that she's with Sparks, Sparky. What's his name again? Sparks. What? Sparks Moran. You watched this Sparks movie. Moran. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? Um, she's like, no, I'm in love with him. And he's like, what? But we were in love. And she's like, no. And he's like, oh, and he's sad. So Pete and his wife take him into the jungle. And she's like, look, I got something that'll cheer you up. I want you to meet somebody. And he's like, oh, I'm sad. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. She's like, this is my daughter. And this young woman in her like early 20s or whatever comes out. And she's like, super beautiful. Uh, and she's like, her name is Mango, which is bad. I don't think her name should be Mango. <laughs> and then maybe it's a, it's a 
like a nickname or something. But anyway, she doesn't speak English, but the animal noise woman is like, you know, it might be hard, Ah! but yeah, (laughs) might be hard, but I think you two would really get along, but she doesn't speak English. And Pete, Pete, not Pete, Smiley is like, oh, I don't think that's going to be a problem at all. And he's looking at her, obviously stunned by her beauty. Ew. Oh yeah. So they're going to go talk, but like they don't speak the same language. So she's saying stuff to him and he's like responding in English and saying stuff in English, but they're not having the same conversation. But I think she knows that and she might actually speak English, honestly, because mm. what she's saying to him is, oh, my mom always introduces me to these guys um, who don't speak Spanish, like these foreigners, so that we can, uh, you know, take their money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Trick them and steal their money. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he just replies like, yeah, I think it's really nice too, or whatever it was he was thinking she said they all decide they're going to go have fun and go for a swim so they're all in the water everyone else is diving um renzo and whoever no i think it's just renzo does another murder um but unfortunately the sea monster also comes by and this is where the horror part comes up he uh he eats mango no yeah mango is pretty cool and i also don't like that her name's mango yeah yeah, and she was it's in it for suspect. So little. Yeah. Um, everyone comes out. They're like, where'd she go? And they're like looking for her for a while. And then they come out and they're like, what the hell? And then they realize. Okay, so Mango's dead. That's bullshit. Mango's dead. And they immediately blame Renzo because he was in there killing someone else. And they're like, why would you do that? Um, Smiley's like confronting him. And he's like, I didn't, I swear. And he's like, Maribel, back me up. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm on Smiley's side. Like, this seems very you. She's like, I'm not. And also, I don't believe there's a real sea monster. Mm. Like, you guys are making it up. And then she shows up and she's killed in the same way. Like, no. And so Smiley's really mad, obviously. And I don't think we even get a reaction really from the mom other than her being sad for a minute. Mm. I think they all go out on one final dive. And Smiley and... Renzo finally kill like the general, so there's only the one translator guy is left. Um, but on their way back, the sea monster gets Smiley, and so he comes out and he's like, "I don't know what happened." And Mary Bell's like, "Why the hell did you kill him? He's my brother." And he's like, "I I didn't. I swear." And she's like, "You're a monster." <laughs> and they're all out on the um yeah I don't know. Let's just say they're all out on the boat now. And he's like, "It wasn't me." And the the translator guy was like. Oh, this is getting really scary. Like, there's definitely a monster. I think I'm just going to go. And he's like, yeah, perfect, because then I get the gold and you all get out of here. And then uh, the sea monster comes, gets Maribel first. Renzo is already taken off. He's, like, in a in a boat, like, in a, <laughs> in a little dinghy, like, <laughs> rowing back to shore. Um, the animal noise lady is uh, running. Uh, she, like, jumps in the water and starts swimming back to shore sort of thing because they're not that far out. Um, Pete tries to fight the monster and the monster kills him mm. and it's like the monster is goofy and like so you just know he dies you don't see anything because it's just like like a guy in a costume sort of like blah and then that character's no <laughs> longer there yeah it also gets the last of the human military men and then renzo is on on land being like oh i'm good i'm done i'm safe and then the monster gets him too comes on land and gets him and i think the only person who survives is um the animal noise, the mother lady. And mm. that's the end. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, sorry. And then also the um, the end is uh, the spy and his girlfriend from the that he stole from Smiley are there. And he's like, he tells her that he's a spy. And she's like, oh, I know, because you look really smart. And he's like, well, I'm not as smart as I look. 
<laughs> and you're like, I totally thought like uh, Lorenzo was killing everyone, but turns out there was a sea monster. <laughs> Oh, this movie sounds fucking stupid. It's <laughs> it's so it's bad. It's yeah. bad, but in like a really good like in a like oh we know it's bad. Yeah, like yeah. we're making this because it's bad and it's silly. And it's like yeah, it is bad and silly. You're right. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, more yeah. facts. Um. Yes. So originally we weren't meant to see the sea creature at all. Mm. That would have um, been scarier, honestly. <laughs> yeah, all of those scenes had already been shot from the creature's point of view instead. Yeah. Um, but then old beachy Dick Dick showed up to set with a magnificently designed creature costume that you saw in the film, uh, and the director just like rearranged everything so they could shoot around this beautiful costume. Yeah, I mean it's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Like the eyes on that thing were huge. Yeah, that's because they're tennis balls. Yeah. Can I just? I want to make just a comparison. Uh, it looks a lot like the Bumble from Rudolph. Oh my God, that's so cute. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot, but I the whole time I was like, it doesn't really look like it lives in the ocean, though. Mm. It looks like it's a land creature. <laughs> but you never know. Anyway, it ends up with the gold also. Oh, so well, good, good for you, sea monster. Yeah. Um, also, this movie introduced a new rule for writing. So, you know, Chekhov's gun. Mm. If a f- character can afford a yacht in the first act, then they must be a greedy murderer by the end. Mm. And this is also true in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you might have murdered even before you got the yacht, like, as a means to get the yacht. Yeah, probably. I would think so. I mean, I've never murdered and I don't have a yacht, so it sort of makes sense. (laughs) Um, Can I read some of the quotes from IMDb? Yes. It was dusk. I could tell because the sun was going down. Yeah, that's from Sparks. (laughs) Sparks Moran as Carmelita. That must have been his girlfriend at the okay. end. Yeah, yeah. Embraces and kisses him. As a trained espionage agent, I could tell that she was attracted to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this is why it's like that one star review is so funny because I'm like, it's really obvious that this is a joke movie. Like, <laughs> I understand you're going in for horror and you get comedy, you're upset, but like, it obviously wasn't actually trying to be horror. Like, someone put that in the wrong category. <laughs> yeah. No matter what you do or where you go or who you kill, I'll love you till the day I die. The monster immediately surfaces and kills her. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's Maribel when she sort of forgives Renzo for killing her brother a little ah. bit. And then the monster comes up and is like, no, you're dying down too. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, he didn't kill my brother. <laughs> it was this monster. So there's closure. Beautiful. Yeah. Guys, I do actually suggest watching this movie. It is on YouTube and it's like an hour long. So That sounds fun. Yeah. I've been watching... The 100 Baby Sim Challenge that BuzzFeed's doing. I Her name is Kelsey and her last name is something I don't know, but she calls like her, her Sim's last name too. And Aww. she says it really fast and I'm just like, what the hell kind of name is that? <laughs> Do you want to explain what the 100 Baby Challenge is? Okay. There's more rules to it, but essentially it's like um, one Sim has 100 babies, but can only get pregnant by the... Oh my God, why am I having a hard time I, each, speaking? Each... Pregnancy has to be caused by one unique sim. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, and everyone, after the first couple of episodes, she was like, hey, why doesn't everyone make me sims that can get my sim pregnant so that there's the sims living in here that she can just sort of cycle through? Um, and so everyone made them, and it's like a bunch of people made uh, Craig from Dream Daddy because I guess she played that <laughs> game and Craig rejected her. Aww. <laughs> so now she's 
Now she's got like three Craigs in her game. <laughs> yeah, it's I I like it. I mean, it is watching someone play a game, yeah. <laughs> but it can be fun. Yeah, if you enjoy that sort of thing, you, you check it out. And if you like The Sims, and if you can stand watching people play a game differently than how you would play a game, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What have you been up to this week? Um, what the fuck have I been up to? I did stuff this week. Oh, yeah. I went to uh, Maker Labs earlier yeah. this week, and I took the Laser 101 thing, so now I can use their laser cutter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I learned that I need to start working out. Oh, what happened? Because it, like, it wasn't too heavy to lift, but it kept being heavier than I expected it to be, so the lid for the laser cutter, twice I like went to lift it and like had to pause, put it back down, and start again because my arms were like, hang on a minute, we didn't brace ourselves for this. Yeah. We didn't. We didn't remember to bring the muscles out. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I've I've increased a bit of muscle in my arms from when I first started at my job to now because, like, I would be lifting a box of clay and I'm like, oh, my God, why is this so heavy? And it's like, <laughs> remember how you used to lift this all the time? Yeah. And now I'm, I can lift more boxes of clay in succession. So not, not more than one at the same time, though. <laughs> not doing that again. But you let me make a guillotine. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, I uh, I have to look for a new roommate, so doing that on Sunday. Barbara's going to come help sit there and make sure everyone is... Not weird. Or the right kind of weird. The right kind of weird. I live pretty close to the Emily Carr campus, so I got a couple of Emily Carr students like being like, hey, can I come see the place? And then I got like an Emily Carr employee who helps students find housing emailed me and was like hey can I put this on our student housing board but I had already accepted like eight people to come like see the room so Mm -hmm. I'm like if I don't find anyone sure I'll send you something be like yeah go for it but like that's a lot of people to see in two hours so it's a lot of people in their early 20s yeah it's a lot of potential roommates in their early 20s also I already went to Emily Carr and escaped first of all I will definitely be cynical about the school yeah (laughs) we'll definitely say bad things about it and I also just don't want to hear about it. Like, I'm like, no, I'm I'm done. Yeah. I got the paper. I'm out. Although I think I said this in a text message, but get an animator. Yeah, they'll never be home. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll never talk to you when they are home. Because they'll be in the room animating. Yeah. We'll Watching see. <laughs> well, who doesn't watch hentai? I, so I had this realization a while ago. When I was like 19. And you were really into hentai. I was really into hentai. No. Um, Watching a lot of yaoi. My boyfriend at the time, his roommate was kind of like, not super, so- he wasn't weird. He wasn't like creepy or anything, but he wasn't a su- super social person and kind of nerdy and just different. And I went over and I was waiting for my boyfriend to get ready or something. And... I don't know how we got on the topic of hentai, but then I demanded that he show me the hentai that he had on his computer because he apparently had a huge collection. And I watched it with him for like 20 minutes. And then we left. And two things happened after, like, well, two realizations I've had about that since is when my boyfriend later told me that he doesn't brush his teeth, he may have been jealous that I sat watching porn with his roommate for a while and just gave, giving me a reason not to like him. Also, but your boyfriend told you that his roommate doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought that was. 
I was like, your boyfriend told you no, that he didn't brush his no. teeth and he was like, so I'm pretty, I'm quite a catch. I, I date people that brush their teeth. Um, but the other thing is I didn't realize until like this age, until recently, how fucking feverishly that guy must have jerked off when I left. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> It's also something I wouldn't pick up on until much later, but I'm like, oh yeah, of course, this was a very sexual thing for him where I was just like, I'm making funny, you know, we're having a funny laugh time. Yeah. And he's just like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I wasn't making fun of him. I was just like, I hadn't, the cartoon porn I watched in my teen years was all on Newgrounds. So hentai (laughs) was sort of like a, a new world to me. I was very interested in it. Full new ground to you? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, did you say new ground or nude ground? (laughs) (laughs) Was nude ground really a thing? Yeah, it was for their, like, more porn stuff. Oh, I thought it was all on new grounds. I think it was on both, but, like, you specifically go there if you just... Oh, see, I didn't know about that either. Guys, we were both teenagers at roughly the same time. Yeah. Yeah, you were just trying to, like, make conversation and connect with him about the one thing that you knew he liked. <laughs> yeah, basically. Also, brush your teeth. Oh. Nobody cares about how much hentai you watch if you brush your teeth. I mean, like, there are other factors, but if you watch a ton of hentai and don't brush your teeth, it's a big red flag. <laughs> yeah. Just not brushing your teeth in general is... It's bad. It's not acceptable. Grow the fuck up. Brush your I teeth. I feel like we baby men... For this kind of shit. Because it's always men that do this kind of shit. And it's always oh, yeah. it's just like, oh, they don't think about it. Or, you know, just like, and it's like, fuck off. Grow up. Brush the your teeth. The rest of us know how to brush our teeth. Brush yeah. your teeth. It's like even, you don't even have to do a great job, but brush your teeth twice a day. I have a story about my dad who also doesn't really brush his teeth. Although I think he does a bit more now. But anyway, one time, I can't remember if I was even still living at home, but my mom was like on her way to work or something. And one of the local hairdressers saw her. I was like, oh, hey, I just gave your your husband a haircut. And my mom just turns to her and goes, did you brush his teeth too? And like keeps <laughs> walking. <laughs> and the hairdresser apparently found that hilarious as well. <laughs> Brush your fucking teeth. Yeah. My God. Also, while we're on the subject, since I can't believe I have to say this, or how often we have to say this, you have you have to, you have to have a clean mouth if you're going to lick a pussy, and you have to have clean hands if you're going to touch one, or it you're going like to make s- that pussy sick. And how dare you? How dare you? Wash your hands. Yeah, that sounds like good advice, you guys. Wash your hands. Get a nail brush. Just think about the insides and how absorbent they are. Yeah. And how much just disgusting dirt wants to stick around on your fingers. They've got all those crevices. Wash them. Wash your hands and brush your teeth. Are those our PSAs for the day? Yeah. We might have more. Also, don't be a turf or a racist. Yeah. Let's do the thing where we say a good thing, we oh, say a yeah. bad thing. Okay, my, my grape is that my tummy's mad. And my other grape is that I would love, I would I would love so much to be able to talk about um, the makeup industry being bad without a thousand cis white able bodied women just crawling out of the woodwork being like, actually, it's some empowering. people need it. Some people need makeup to pass, 
So you should really consider that. When I don't have time for it anymore. Yeah, I like I like makeup. I think it's fun. But yes, yeah, like it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. And every time, like, I keep watching these lady-like videos, I do a lot of makeup stuff, and it's always just like, oh, my God, like, you guys are always putting on primer and foundation, and then this and that and this and that, and then, like, you could do as much or as little as you want, that's fine, but it's just like, this is your everyday, like... Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I am blessed in that I don't wear foundation, and that's partially because I'm just afraid it'll mess up my freckles, and also because I don't want to have stuff all over my face if I can help it. But I do wear, like, a fair amount of makeup anytime I leave the house. I'm not, like, not judging anyone. But also, I'm like, that's so much. Like, I don't think our skin needs that much. Like, skin has natural variations in color. We should accept that. (laughs) It's just, like, you can say I struggle with not wearing makeup or, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I feel better about myself when I'm wearing makeup while also acknowledging that part of the reason you feel better about yourself is because other people treat you better. Mm -hmm. And also acknowledging that makeup and the makeup industry can be super harmful and shitty. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's all a trick, right? It's all like, oh, actually, like, wouldn't it look better if your eyelashes were bigger? Oh, wouldn't it look better if you had, like, redder lips? Yeah. Like a big, a big cat eye. Like, (laughs) just one cat eye. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, like, those are all very cool things to have but also it shouldn't be like it shouldn't be like you'll look better this way it should be like oh you'll look different yeah and like if you have fun doing it then do it also like i know people who do this and they look beautiful and it they're having fun so that's what matters but i'm getting pretty sick of the that one face the one makeup face the contouring so that you look like a real housewife or a drag queen and like your nose is I, yeah, I I also just, like, I I admire the contouring, but I don't like it aesthetically. I Yeah, and I don't admire it either because it's, like, I... I, I admire it because it takes some skill and some patience. Yeah, sure. And that's, yeah, this isn't fair because when I see, it, like, makeup in drag, if it's mm-hmm. that, that face, that one face, I'm more easily, like... I mean, I think part of that is, like, one is sincere and one is tongue-in-cheek. Oh. Yeah, it's just, when it's sincere, sure. it's a yeah. little bit like, okay, but what you're saying is you sincerely wish your features were the most European? Like, what what yeah. are you telling me when you do that? <laughs> yeah, it's very tricky. I think if we just got rid of all big corporations <laughs> and, you know, maybe, like, went back and figured out why we did this stuff and... Ooh, what good is it to us, really? Then we'll we'll have a better relationship with ourselves and with our makeup. Hmm. What's your What's your grape? Mm, my grape is probably the butt trouble I gave myself. That sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did it for three days in a row, even though I sort of knew what was happening the whole time. <laughs> but I was like, well, I made it, and now I must eat it. <laughs> oh, I got to think about a wine, do. Good stuff has happened this week. Oh, my wine is the blanket I'm making. It's so soft and fluffy, and it's pink, and it's going to be a heart. Cute. Yeah. It's really, it looks really it's fluffy. fluffy. Yeah, that's why I was talking to Wes last night. I saw their tour, and their windows were open. It's like, hey, Wes, you want to see something? <laughs> oh, I'm excited. It's going to get cooler in, like, two days. It's going to be quite cold. and Not cold, cold. It's going to be, like, 20 degrees. And that's pants weather for me, and I love wearing pants. 
Love them. Can't get enough Love of pants. Love them. The summer is nice and I like being hot, but I'm a fat person and I don't super like my legs, but I try very hard during the summer to be like, these are them. Look mm. at my legs. But then uh, come fall when it's cold, I have an excuse to be like, well, I'm not wearing shorts right now because it's, yeah. it's cold out, you know? Yeah. I don't have to show you my legs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, Oh, well, what's happening tonight? Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Paul to the Mountain Goats tonight. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's been fun. I hope I see that uh, guy who I still feel bad about because I met him for like five minutes and he said he was going to the Mountain Goats. This was like years ago. Yeah. And then like later on in the conversation, he said something about masochism or something. And I was like, yeah, well, you like the mountain goats, so you must be a masochist. And what I meant was the mountain goats are a really depressing band. But how he took it was, your music taste is shitty. Oh, <laughs> sorry, that one guy. He'll hear this. We have a pretty wide listener base. Yeah. Uh, Bye. Bye. Well, I want to ask you your honest opinion. Can you see my armpit hair? <laughs>